Welcome to the F-Sharp Podcast, presented by Harmony Wealth, a podcast geared to educate you on all things financial. Co-hosts Tanner Bortnam and Adam Henning discuss various financial topics presented in a consumable and entertaining manner. Tanner is a certified financial planner, JD, and financial expert, while Adam is a marketing professional and small business owner. It's time to harmonize. Sit back and enjoy the episode. Your future self will thank you. Welcome, everybody, to the Financially Sharp Podcast presented by Harmony Wealth. I am your co-host, Adam Henning, marketing professional and small business owner. I'm joined, as always, by Tanner Bortnam. Tanner is a certified financial planner, JD industry expert. He's also the president and founder of Harmony Wealth, a privately owned, independent, fee-only wealth management firm that specializes in financial planning and investment management. To learn more about Harmony Wealth, and how it tailors a financial plan to best suit your unique financial behaviors and goals, visit HarmonyWealthAZ.com. Before we jump into today's episode, if you like what we're doing here, we kindly ask if you hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you are listening to, if you're on YouTube uh, as well, and watching us, hit that subscribe button, leave us a review, and share with your friends and network. It uh, is the best way to help support this podcast. Episode 53. Uh, in this episode, we're going to cover uh, the final quarter of 2023 and our um, standard quarter update. We've been um, doing that for um, all of 2023, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember if sure. we started in late 2022, but um, it's been a, a, a standard cadence with market updates every quarter so as we close out 2023 and look to 2024 that's scary to say um uh, uh, a presidential election year could be kind of interesting so um as we sit here um a couple days before christmas merry christmas happy holidays welcome in tanner um last year you wore a, a grinch sweatshirt this year you're a little bit more festive that's right. That's right. I have my Manchester United Santa's little helper shirt on for those uh, watching us on YouTube. Uh, even though we lost today, um, still crushing defeat, but still still important to support even uh, even tonight on the podcast. So I won't say my joke, please. Unless it's you know no. perverse and you can't, no, no. you wouldn't appreciate it. Little is oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, no, it's fine. Uh, that's funny. Had to. If you look at my wedding photos with you and the other, you know, groomsmen, it it uh, definitely makes sense. <laughs> you guys are all giants compared to me. Sorry. No, nah, it's all good. You guys are like my uh, my bodyguards. It looks pretty awesome, actually. <laughs> I wouldn't trust me with anything like that. But anyways, <laughs> um, how are we looking uh, uh, to wrap up 2023? Um, what stands out from a market uh, standpoint? Yeah, yeah. It's um, well, I mean, for anybody that's paying it, been paying attention to, you know, the markets, we've had a really, really great run here at the end. Um, going into the end of the year, we'll see how the last week plays out um you know sometimes they call this the santa rally um you know going into christmas sometimes it's you know what happens right after christmas but um anyways you know this year we've we've had a really really strong run from you know really about the end of october beginning of november depending upon kind of what sector um 
most everything is up and up pretty big. I mean, the S&P 500 is up something like 15% in the last two months alone. Hmm. Um, so yeah, really strong end to the year. Um, always a good thing. The markets are going up. Never going to complain about that. Um, but as you know, our loyal listeners know, um, it does kind of wave some caution flags when things go up this quickly. Um, and and you know, I I do think that there is some potential for uh, you know some some potholes, so to speak, in 2024. Now, do we hit those potholes necessarily? Maybe. Maybe not. Um, that's kind of yet to be seen, but um, definitely not going to complain about markets doing really well to end the year. So it's kind of where we we sit with where the markets are. Does quarter four usually perform better than other quarters, just given the, the end of the year, or why is that? And if it- yeah, so yeah, so statistically, um, I wouldn't necessarily say it it performs better than other quarters um, overall, but statistically, quarter four is up more than it's down. Um, now, when it's down, it's usually down pretty bad. That's that's kind of the flip. Um, but it, it usually, you know, you have this Santa rally. A lot of people are out spending money for Christmas. They're out traveling. They're out you know, buying things for gifts, they're out uh, going out to eat, you're buying a lot more food, you know, all of those activities that really, you know, help churn the economy. And so businesses are making more money as well, because people are out spending more than they normally would just because you have Thanksgiving in there, and then you have Christmas coming up, end of the year travel, you know, all of those things kind of wrap up into um, higher profits for, you know, for a lot of a lot of companies and and then also like a psychological thing i think there's just kind of a you're looking forward to okay whether whether the year has been crappy or whether the year has been great i think we always kind of have that you know renewed sense of hey next year next year is going to be great next year is going to be better next year's right around the corner you know and and just like we've talked about on other episodes right people set their new year's resolutions you know if you need to change something i'm i'm the type of person where if I need to change something, it's August. No, I'm just going to set that goal and I'm going to change something. But a lot of people wait. You know, it's like a good time to set new goals, a good time to do that. So I think there's a little bit of that too that's kind of built in psychologically that there's some anticipation, some optimism every year going in into the next year because you know the year's almost over, a clean sheet, we're going to start new and things are going to be good again. Makes sense. Yeah. Doesn't always work, obviously, but I think that's probably what you know mainly plays into Q, uh, quarter four being being a, a good quarter most of the time. Sure. Uh, let's talk inflation. How are we uh, landing? How's that soft landing? I know we bring that up quite often. Um, but yeah. what are we as we f- flip the calendar? What what are we hearing and um, prospecting from? Uh, more basis points hikes or maybe even some some relief coming our way yeah yeah this is the first you know up uh, quarterly update where we have kind of some new information on this um the fed left rates unchanged in december so uh we're still at the 5.25 
up to 5.5 range. Um, but in their, you know, the he, uh, Fed Chair Powell always gives a speech. And in this speech was the first time that he had sounded more dovish. Um, for those who don't know, it's it's hawkish or it's dovish. Hawkish means raising rates, you know, more of a predatory bird. Dovish is more towards cutting rates, so, you know, easier, softer, cuddlier, I don't know, however you want to think of a dove. Um, and this was the first one that he's had in quite a while where he, he has had some of that dovishness and even brought up the potential for rate cuts in 2024. Um, he had never discussed that before um, and kept saying it's too, you know, it's premature to think about that. You know, they have to get inflation under control. Inflation does content continue to trend down, uh, albeit very slowly, very slowly. Um, but anyways, the Fed has left rates unchanged and has signaled they may be looking at rate cuts next year. Again, they always say dependent upon the data and those things, but kind of tying that into why the market has done so well into the end of the year, that's a really big one. Um, the market, you know, and, and lower interest rates are better for the economy. Um, now, is it better overall for everything? It's debatable what you want to look at, right? Some people think yes, particularly if you're in the real estate market. Some people say no. It's, again, to each their own. We'll just kind of leave it at that. But lower interest rates does allow businesses to borrow money cheaper, so they're more willing to do so. They're more willing to expand. When you expand, you typically are hiring more people. When you hire more people, it churns the economy. So having at least on the lower side of interest rates, is beneficial to growth in the economy. And, and because the Fed has uh, suggested or hinted at the fact that they may be lowering rates in 2024, the market really took off. Um, I mean, it, it had already been doing well over you know November, but like it really did well after that because the market's always forward-looking. And so it thinks that that soft landing is is pretty likely at this point where the market has you know priced in and, and where it's at right now are we uh seeing any continued effects from the ukraine war and um the latest um conflict um yeah in, in Israel um, and palestine <clears throat> yep yep um again keeping this purely on the financial side and not the actual geopolitical um, side of things definitely seeing some ramifications from that um you know we're we've had numerous bills that have been passed authorizing spending to send aid uh to different parts of the world and in, in throughout the different conflicts to send um you know ammunition to send defense supplies things like that um you know, so that that definitely plays you know plays a role. I mean, it's the spending side, right? That that's that's what we're looking at. Again, we're not getting into the political side of this of right or wrong. Everyone can make up their own mind on that. Um, but the from the spending side, we've you know we we have we've spent hundreds of billions of dollars to this point. Um, 
and, and it's primarily the Ukraine war because it's the one that's been going on the longest, but we've spent hundreds of billions of dollars in that. You know, as we've discussed before, governmental spending is an igniter of inflation. And so it does have an upward pressure on inflation the more that the government spends on on anything. And so, yes, these conflicts play a role into that because we're we're spending money to you know send aid um, or like I said, to send whatever, to give money, to give you know whatever we're giving, um, it it does have an upward impact on inflation. Yeah, something to continue to monitor, obviously. Right. Um, yep. And of course, will state as well. When it comes to situations like this, money is obviously not the only thing people should be considering. We're only speaking on that aspect of it. Many other factors that the government has to consider. Um, in terms of both of those conflicts, not just the financial side, but just want to make sure we're putting our disclaimer out there so we're not tiptoeing into anything. Um, yeah, moving on to the election year um, focus, mm-hmm. um, we didn't, we weren't recording um, at our last presidential election, but we did do an episode. I'm looking that up right now um, uh, in 2022. Um, speak or talk about what the market usually does in an election year, specifically a presidential election. Yeah, yeah. So uh, again, historically, uh, an election year, um, primarily a, or specifically, I should say, specifically a presidential election year, um, the markets tend to do, you know, I'll I'll say anywhere from okay to pretty well. Um, again, there's numerous reasons for this but you know one of which we kind of talked about right there's a new found hope from both parties that they're going to get you know either continue with what they are already happy with or get a new person in depending upon where your stance is and there's this new found optimism that okay the next four years are going to be different mm-hmm. um so there's kind of that that's built into history now what what I mean, what really actually scares me, or or is a I don't want to scares me probably is a little bit too strong. Um, what what I am paying attention to because one of the risks of next year that I see is you know we're going into this election, and if we learn from history or learn from the past, two years ago, the current con the Congress that was in place and the president that was in place at that point. Cheapers, um, uh, <laughs> struggling with that. Um, they passed several new laws that spent, I mean, something close to like $3 trillion. I don't remember the total number off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Well, again, we just talked about it. That spending money, the government spending money and putting that money into the economy has a upward pressure on inflation. So as much as the government won't ever acknowledge that they had anything to do with the inflation that we've gone through over the past three years, they have a very major role to play in. Now, it's not only their fault by any means, but they have a very major role in this. And I guess that's one of the things I will I will be watching is, do we continue that? Like, does that happen again? Are, you know, Is there going to be some some bills that are passed and this year will be a little bit harder, right? Cause there's a split Congress. So I would say, is there executive orders that are passed that spend a bunch of money to, you know, 
let's just call it what it is, to try to buy votes right before the election and that that has an inflationary impact, you know, because it's more money being dumped into the economy. Does that happen? I think there's a pretty good chance of it. I mean, we've kind of started to see this as a new trend in politics that we just pass a bunch of bills, make people happy in the short term, and then they vote for whoever, you know, passed the bills. So I think there's a reasonable chance of that happening. Now, how big are those bills? How, you know, all those things are yet to be seen if it does happen. How much of an impact will it have on inflation? Yet to be seen. But it is something that, you know, will have if it if it happens it will have an impact on inflation to you know to the upside which is not what we want we need it to keep coming down and you know the fed's goal is to get it close to 2% and the lower and lower that inter, inter or that inflation gets the harder it is to keep going down like the first 1% when we were up at 7 8% that first 1% super easy think of it kind of like golf right when you're when you're just learning how to golf, it's really easy to learn how to break 100. But then it's harder to break 90, and then it's really hard to break 80, and then it is really, really, really hard to get below 70. I mean, inflation's the same. It's just like that with anything. The closer you get to that, the starting point is way easier. And so, we I don't think we're out of the woods yet. I don't mean to scare anyone with that i just i think it is premature to call for a soft landing at this point until we have seen that it happens because there's too many other things there's these other potholes we're talking about that could come up and that could derail inflation a little bit and then you know well now what happens now what does the fed do and and it it may not be a soft landing i think the probability of a soft landing has definitely gone up from the last time we've had you know, our, our quarterly updates and especially from six months ago and a year ago, the probability has is is significantly higher than it was then. Fed's done a pretty good job up to this point um, by continuing to increase that probability of of a soft landing. But we're just we're not there yet, I guess I would say. And I think I think people who are championing championing that, um, I think they're getting a little bit ahead of themselves. Episode thirty one was the uh episode we recorded in november of 2022 sure yep uh, right before the previous does election. The market yep does the market care about um uh, you know, rep republican candidates versus democratic candidates so that may be yeah. a, a note to go back and check out we'll probably um i'll mark that down as homework for me to listen to as we head into this year which i'm sure we'll talk more a lot about uh, election and candidates and all the different fun stuff that comes along right with that. once we get closer yeah any other potholes you want to talk about um looking forward into 2024 um not I, I mean i think we've kind of touched on the last one really just to to that that we kind of had on here you know is is just i you know i don't necessarily think we're we're out of the woods yet so i don't you know for my clients we're still being fairly cautious on some things i don't i don't think that it's um, it's probably the time to say success, green light, you know, go, go, go. Everything's in full growth mode, even though that, you know, those sectors have done really well over the last two months. I, I just, you know, trying to chase that up from here where the market is currently, it, you know, it has done really well over the last two months. But, you know, if you, if you look at it, 
the Dow fi- you know went over and set all time highs, but the S and P and the Nasdaq still you know as of this recording haven't gotten above their 2021 highs. So you know we've we've had a really good run these past two months, but you know again we're we're not necessarily out of the woods and and we may still hit that soft landing i i think it would be prudent for people to you know make sure that you're doing your own research and you're chatting with your advisor and you know all of those things but um you know just i i think it's a little bit too early to be to be claiming that and and again one of the risks is i think the market is pricing in that we for sure will have this soft landing in 2024 which that brings about more risk for any negative news that happens to come out. I mean, if some kind of negative news comes out in, let's say, March of 2024, it's going to have a bigger impact now because we're pricing in this soft landing. And so any little bit of negative news is going to cause big, you know, a bigger drop in the markets because we're kind of in this euphoria right now as if everything's rosy and great. And, uh, you know, it, it might not be, might not be yet. Hope it is obviously definitely hope it is, but, um, you know, just make sure you're doing your research and, and, um, not necessarily having the, the FOMO, which we've talked about in previous episodes and, and being worried about missing out. When are we out of the woods? <laughs> when isn't there going to be negative news? Come on. Oh no 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 no! There so there'll always be negative news. I'm meaning in terms of the the inflation. I don't. We're closer to hitting that soft landing, but we're not there yet. The Fed isn't done. They're not happy with. I mean, they're happy with where inflation is overall, but it's not their goal yet. So they're not done working. They need it to keep coming down, Mm -hmm. and until it gets down where they want it to be, that's still time where things could go wrong. And if you know. And and then that would not be the soft landing. So that's all I'm trying to say is the market seems really expensive right now um, because it thinks we will have this soft landing. And it thinks that the Fed is going to cut interest rates, you know, one, two, three times next year. And are those things guaranteed? No, you know, they're just, they aren't. Um, so anyways, that's all I'm trying to say is just don't worry. Don't you know, try not to have that fear of missing out. Be prudent. Do your research, all the things we always talk about, all the things. Um, don't let you know that emotion kind of take over you uh, when you're when you're looking at things right now. Anything else before we wrap? No, I think that's good. I think that's good. Um, yeah, Merry Christmas or happy holidays to to everybody, however you celebrate with um, yours and your family. Thank you all to our listeners for another wonderful year. Um, and we're looking forward to 2024 and trying to continue to provide good entertainment uh, and and information that uh, you know you find helpful. Oh, do I even have to do the end? Ah, uh, well, a little bit now. Well said. Well said. <laughs> that wraps up to... another. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna. I tried to take some of the heavy lifted for you this time. Yeah, last one, best one. Uh, that wraps up another episode of the F-Sharp Podcast. We thank Tanner for his insight and knowledge. Also, thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode or this episode, uh, don't forget to subscribe, rate, leave us a review. If you're new, uh, we invite you to listen to previous episodes that cover a wide range of uh, personal finance topics, uh, which you can find right here, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, 
or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have a question or suggestions for a future episode topic, shoot us an email at podcast.financiallysharp.com. That's podcast.financiallysharp.com. For Tanner, I'm Adam reminding you until the next episode, stay financially sharp. We'll see you in the next, uh, see you in the new year, 2024. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. This podcast does not engage in rendering legal, tax, financial, or other professional services. Investment advisory services are offered through Harmony Wealth, a registered investment advisor authorized to do business in states where registered or otherwise exempt from registration. If you have questions pertaining to your specific situation, please contact Harmony Wealth at 602-935-5155 or at HarmonyWealthAZ.com.